episode 20. 20. It's been a long road to 20. Has it now? Yeah. <laughs> I think, what is this? Like, this is our third time trying to record episode 20. Let's just say second time. Just, second just time. So it just don't seem so. <laughs> Woo! I mean, it's been a hard time getting this. And guess what? We are recording this on the day of. So, this is the first time y'all getting like the real time. Real church matters. <laughs> this is the real time real church matters. We are recording this at 11.04 a.m. So Tuesday. Tuesday. And you will receive it at around 12.15 p.m. Because I'm not even going to edit it. Whatever it is. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. So, hey, Antoinette, no cussing. Right. <laughs> He's playing games. <laughs> you just make sure you control that tongue over there. I'm trying. I'm trying. So... As we proceed, housekeeping, Real Church Matters, you can find us on Instagram, uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook too, if you search Real Church Matters and you can follow us on there. Of course, listening to us on iTunes, uh, rating us, reviewing us, that would be great. Uh, listening to us either on SoundCloud, uh, liking us, sharing it, posting us, sharing it. Sharing is caring, and uh, not that you care about us, but sharing it with others shows that you care about them and their spiritual growth, because I feel like we offer something that can help people who are looking to grow spiritually and get spiritual understanding, help them go maybe just a small step closer to that. I'm not saying we're a giant step for man, but I feel like we are for mankind. (laughs) So, go do likewise. LikewiseLife.com, Instagram and Twitter. Go do likewise. And she's wearing one of her beautiful shirts. Go be God inspired. Yeah. Yeah. And the scripture is one that we'll be yeah. talking about today. And it's, it, is, it is. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> so these awesome shirts, and I can't wait for you guys to be able to get your hands on them. Yes. And I know it's coming very, I'm working very on soon. Some, some sketches and some designs. Yeah, yeah, so. we are in the, in the creation phase. Mm-hmm. Creating because we serve a creator. Yep. Yeah, all that. So jumping right into it, episode 20 is about taking care of each other. Fellowshipping with the saints. Coming together as one body. What does that mean? What does it mean to come to church? What does it mean to fellowship with believers? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. I know what it hasn't been looking like. I, I know what we struggle with. I know that uh, in my experiences with church and dealing with people, uh, fellowships have all, always meant that we, uh, you know, Fellowship Sunday, Family Food. and Friends Day. We sit down, there's food, you know, fellowshipping with my family who are, uh, you know, majority believers and sitting down with them. And after church, I know what that feels like. I know what that looks like. But I always want more. I -hmm. want more for my family. I want more for my church family. I want us to understand there's a reason for us to come together. Yeah, and you want to walk away from conversations with believers feeling, feeling built up, you know? Like, you're on a team together, and you want to feel yeah. like you're on a team together, not like yeah. any other way. And, and, and for backstory for me is just coming together with people and, you know, feeling, leaving people who say they believe in God and feeling even worse or feeling even more discouraged mm-hmm. or more um just lost in my faith and or alone in your or faith. alone in my faith it, it sometimes it can be frustrating and I know that's not what God meant for us when he kind of put us in these places where you know we have churches yeah. places for us to come together and to connect but it, us connecting and us fellowshipping just means a different thing in today's time where I honestly don't feel any difference between leaving a nine to five job and leaving the church. Mm-hmm. I don't feel any difference between leaving a family cookout and leaving my living room. Yeah, the conversations are the same. We all talk about the same thing, politics and celebrities and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's like we need to separate ourselves. We need to, to find a way 
to understand it. These engagements with people have a meaning yes. and a purpose. And a lot of times for Christians, it only hits one level. Yeah. And that level is either you are fighting to still identify with them or you're being way too aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, every time you talk to somebody, you're like, I, I, I got to get them saved. And we never get to really get to that meat of just loving each other yes. and fellowshipping and connecting and building each other up. The church people don't know what that look like. Yeah. So we want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. And so um, the scripture that kind of stuck out to me in this whole uh, study and in preparing for this is Hebrews 3, 12 and 13. And uh, it says, take care, brothers, lest there be any evil any of you an evil, unbelieving heart. So what is what is Paul saying or, or the writer of Hebrews saying? I'll say he's saying that we should take care of ourselves. We should watch. Look out for. Make sure that we're tending to our hearts before something bad happens. What's that bad? That we end up with an evil, unbelieving heart. Mm hmm. And the reason that this matters, the reason I need to take care of my heart and tend to my heart is because an unbelieving heart can lead me to falling away from the living God. Mm -hmm. So we don't, I just want to start there and we have an understanding that first off in this step of fellowship is that we have a job and that job is to take care of our hearts. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy fighting this evil unbelieving heart and keeping daily. it out of it and keeping it connected to God so I don't fall away from him. Mm -hmm. But he says one of the ways that helps in that he said but exhort one another every, every day. day. Mm -hmm. See cuz your fight to keep a heart that's not evil and unbelieving should not be your own fight. Mhm. Mm it is yours. That's your heart. And you need to be the first person to take care of it, like Paul is saying. He said, but I need y'all to also encourage each other. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, even if I'm losing weight, you know, the only person that get hurt if I cheat is me. Right. It's, it's on me to take care of my body. But it also helps to have people encouraging me. And it helps them too. It's like when you you're giving someone advice and you're encouraging somebody, it builds you up because it's like I gotta live by the stuff that I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah, it works. And so it's interesting to me that he puts it in this level, this context, like take care of your hearts, but also be your brother's keeper. Yep. Be the keeper of his heart. Tend to him. Look out for him. Exhort him. How do you help somebody stay away from an evil, unbelieving heart? In the writer of Hebrews mind, it comes from encouraging him. That's what exhorting means. Encouraging and comforting him every day, as long as it is called today. He says that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Mm -hmm. And so we put sin on everybody. It puts my life in the responsibility of not just me, but everybody. And the urgency of today. Yeah. And it puts your life in the responsibility of not just you, but me as well. I should be concerned with your heart. I shouldn't be even concerned with what you're doing. Yeah. I should be concerned with your heart. Yeah, it's like that phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. It's like it takes a, a group of people to keep a heart. Yeah. Amen. It takes a group of people. It takes a village to keep a heart. And if we're not operating in that way, Nut, then honestly, I don't feel like the church is actually maximizing its potential. Mm -hmm. the, the house of, of God should. And, and when I say the house of God, I'm not even talking about a building. The group of believers, the people that you connect with, that you uh, are, are with in the faith, you all should be taking care of your hearts and encouraging each other to keep their hearts as well. That is the way that we connect to each other and grow. I don't connect to you because we like football. I don't connect to you because we could talk about the Cavs <laughs> or the Warriors. Right. I don't even connect on those levels. I don't connect to you because we, we like similar movies 
or pop culture. Right. I connect to you because we serve the same God and we have the same desire to never let our hearts leave out of his hand. Amen. And that should motivate us to connect. Mm -hmm. And it should be the mission when we connect. All right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not looking to hang. I'm looking to grow together. Because mm -hmm. you sense the urgency of today and knowing like when he says your heart may not be heartened, it's like when that heart is heartened, it's hard to go back. It's hard to go back. And we allow people to fall every day. Allow people to fall every day. We say we care about them, but if we don't really show that we care because we don't care about their hearts. Mm -hmm. Even when we mind in their business, we really not mind in their heart. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A, lot, a lot of times people be concerned with what I'm doing and not even concerned with the heart I'm doing it in. Yeah. They'll I, see me doing things that they think are right. Like, oh, so Forrest preaching, he teaching, he's studying, he doing all the right things. Not even realizing if you if you're concerned with my heart, then you always understand that it's a fight. That even when I'm doing right, I could be doing it in the wrong heart. heart. And you'll understand that and always be in a position to try to help me grow. Right. Nobody's immune to help. Nobody doesn't need help. Everybody need help. Always. Nobody. You, you'll look at somebody and be like, well, he don't need me to encourage him. She do. Everybody needs your encouragement. And when it's moved on your heart to do it, encourage. And we're going to talk about some ways that you can. But you have to encourage. You have to take care of people. You have to understand that if we don't, we start here. We start here. We, we did a podcast already. Do you have to go to church? No, you don't. You don't have to go to church. But going to church should be something you want to do. Yes. Because of this. <laughs> because of the fact that when we come together, we should be taking care of each other. Mm -hmm. And we're not. We're not. The Bible says stuff like uh, we as a people should weep when others weep. Mm. We should rejoice when others rejoice. Th these things expose the fraudulent nature of Christians. Yeah. Because you can't fake cry for me. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You see mm. me crying, you ain't going to muster a tear if you don't connect care. with me yeah. and care about my heart. Mm hmm you you can try to rejoice for me and be happy for me, but you really ain't. The the concern's not there. Concern's not there. It, it's a certain concern, and God had to change my heart. Mm -hmm. It's a certain concern where you're so focused on yourself, you don't care about nobody else. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, I get more excited, I get more happy about the successes of others, the, the spiritual successes, the growth of others, I than I get about my own successes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? People... People just, they don't know how to look at this world the right way. And then they wonder why church is not something they want to be at. It's not something that you want to be at because we took our natural way of engaging with people and brought it to church. Yep. Instead of changing the way we look at the world. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I what you think about it? Because I didn't even ask you, like, what made you this uh, topic you wanted to talk about? I recently had a conversation where I was in a scenario with believers but um i kind of walked away from that conversation feeling a little discouraged because they were kind of asking me about my plans my future and what i plan to do and when i was going to do this and move and all this stuff and it just brought anxiety as a person that already struggles with anxiety and i just thought this was an interesting topic because as believers like we said we should be feeling built up in our faith we should walk away from conversations feeling stronger and you know strengthen in our faith and when that doesn't happen it's not good it's not and, and, <laughs> and it happens way too often it happens way too often and it's not that people not supposed to talk to us right or ask us questions yeah you know that's, that's just part for the course and some people will say well their questions shouldn't affect you mm -hmm. but ultimately when you're around believers and we're supposed to be in a place of comfortability to be vulnerable with them right. and let them open them ourselves up and be able to let them tend to our hearts as well. Mm -hmm. You want to you want to know that you can talk to people and even in your moments of weakness be encouraged. That's right. Or even at the end of the conversation like after you ask all these questions and stuff like 
end it with encouragement you yeah. know like okay you don't know but i'm gonna be praying for you sister like do you need anything like yeah yeah it's it's, it's concern when you actually care about a person like yeah. that that comes out it comes out are you really concerned about my my heart's well-being or are you concerned about what i'm doing and how i'm doing it or if I'm living up to your expectations, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, no, I mean, well, it, it, it fits in this. <laughs> but one of the things that, that stood out to me was uh, Luke twenty two thirty one through 32. Jesus said, Satan demanded to have you. I was talking to Peter. He said that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith not fail. Mm. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Mm -hmm. Now, this scripture impacted me many times. I've read it and taught on it. But this time it impacted me because I realized Jesus was showing us how to help people. Yeah. How to tend to them, how to deal with them in a sense that sometimes when we are even engaging with people, I'm tell you how Christians mess up. We tend to look at people in a way where if they don't listen to us, we get frustrated and not deal with them. Yeah, we tap out. We tap out. Now, here's Jesus talking to him, and he already knows that no matter what he says, Peter's going to do <laughs> what he is going to do. Mm -hmm. This doesn't frustrate Jesus. Mm -mm. What it does is changes the way he in encounters Peter. Yes. What he's cha He changes the way that he deals with him. Yep. He doesn't ridicule him. Mm -mm. He encourages him. He said, you know, Peter, you're going to do what you're going to do. Satan demands to sift you, demands to separate you. Is that what, you, that what it means? Separate you from me. But I pray for you yep. that your faith not fail. Mm -hmm. And then he has so much confidence mm -hmm. that his faith wouldn't. He said, and when you turn again. When you get back when on the right track, happen, right. when that does happen, I want you to strengthen somebody else. Mm -hmm. There's so many things happening there. Yeah. There's prayer. There's encouragement. Mm -hmm. There's admonishment. There's an urging. And there's a foresight to it, too. Yeah. And there's a foresight that the picture's bigger than the person's mess. Mm -hmm. Seeing beyond where the person's even at or Absolutely. what the person's even saying. Yeah. Like, we already be honest. Like, if you get caught up in what somebody's going to do, imagine if you had God, Christ's foresight and already knew what he was going to do. You already know what your, your friend going to do. You already know what your cousin going to do. You already know what your mother going to do. It will prevent you and your natural mind from even engaging. Yeah. You'd be like, what's the use? Mm -hmm. What's the use in talking to her? Every time I talk to her, she's still going to do the same thing. Yeah. Every time I try to explain stuff to her, she's still going to make the same bad decisions. Mm-hmm. That's not you're, That's that, not a reason to give up. That's not fellowshipping. Mm -hmm. That's not connecting. That's not growing in Christ with people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? What he said is, okay, oh, okay. So it's cool. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to pray for. Sorry. Sometimes we pray for people. We, sometimes we need to just tell them. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to pray for you that your faith don't fail. Mm. And even when you, that phrase, like, alone is just powerful. Yeah. Because people make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I make mistakes. Yeah. But the prayer that your faith don't fail you mm -hmm. so that you can get up from that mistake. Mm -hmm. He said, I pray your faith don't fail you. <laughs> Satan want to separate you. Yeah. He said, he said, he don't know. He only going to make you put some distance between us. Mm, he's not going to separate us. But he won't separate us. Mm -hmm. He said, your faith won't fail. And he said, but we move past the prayer. Now we move into the encouragement. Mm. He said, but you're going to turn again. Mm. And then we move into the admonishment and urging. He said, and after you do, strengthen somebody else. Mm. You get what I'm saying? We go from prayer to encouragement to teaching people. All in one, a matter of two sentences. <laughs> and you can talk to people for hours and not get none of that. Not, not one piece. Not get none. It's, it's, it's unfortunate that we are missing out on the opportunities to be just as impactful in the people in our lives because we're looking at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, I tried talking to my sister. You know, my sister, she she just, she, she, she don't listen, she don't man. listen, man. She's stuck in her way. She got to learn the hard she way. She got to learn the hard way. It's going to take her messing up. It's going to take her, you know, I see it. I see it. I, I had to go through the same thing. No. 
No, that's not the way it has to be. Mm-mm. Even in their mess ups, that's not the way you have to that's be. That's not the attitude or the character or the conduct you should approach it with. That's not the character, the conduct of the church. Come on, we've been in churches. We didn't see how they treat girls that even get pregnant. Mm-hmm. We didn't seen them stand them up in front of the church. We didn't seen them ostracize them, ridicule them. We didn't seen how they treat the people that the musicians when they mess up. Now yeah. you gonna make my man sit down. <laughs> my man got sit down. He can't play no more. Like, what's the purpose of that? All right. Like, it's easier for you to sit a man down than it is for you to raise him up, so that his faith not fail him. <laughs> He's dancing right now, guys. You, you gotta understand, like you helping his faith fail him when you do that. You helping his faith <laughs> fail him. You like, brother, you're making mistakes. You, Satan is sifting you like wheat. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to sit down and disconnect you even, even further. Yeah, let's let's sift this a little a little. Yeah, more. let me let me pull you all the way out. <laughs> yeah, and you expect this man to keep coming to church. Even though he don't even have a connection to it no more. So my man's going to go. He's going to find another church to go play at. And he'll never learn how to grow, how to be in the faith. And how to use his bad experiences to strengthen his brother. To strengthen somebody (laughs) else. Oh, my goodness. What, what scripture you got? I need to breathe. The Ephesians 4 and 27 says, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. So that's going to our whole spill about how we have to have our hearts ready to, to share with people. Yeah, we got to change the... We come into church... It's a hands-on experience. We come into church, steal the thief. Mm-hmm. He said, we need, we need you to be changed. Yes. Let him no longer take, but have something to give. Yes. Come on, now y'all, y'all was in the world and all you did was take, 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 take. Now you in the church and God's like, you're not coming here and just saying, God, give me and take, take, take. He said, no, you coming in here so that you might be built up to have something to give. To give. Mm-hmm. And if you don't got nothing to give, then why you keep wanting God to give to you? Mm. I mean, you pull be a tree. We talked about it in uh, Help Wanted, I think it was. You supposed to be a tree. Connected to the living water, mm-hmm. not so you could be a sexy tree and all <laughs> green and stuff, but so that that tree can produce a fruit, not for you to eat. I ain't never seen a tree eat his own fruit, <laughs> yeah. but so that others might say, bloop, yeah. pull off some fruit. That's what people be love that song, fill me up, God. And yeah. it's like, yeah, but you're not pouring nothing out. You just want them to keep filling you up. Yeah, because they're not <laughs> talking about F-I-L-L. They talk about F-E-E-L. Jesus. You just want to feel good. (laughs) Fill me up. Grope me. Stimulate me. Engage me in Mm -hmm. a way that pleases me sensually, Mm -hmm. but never grows me spiritually that I might do your will and help grow others. Mm -hmm. We miss it. (laughs) Tell you overflow. What's spilling out for you? Don't don't touch me with it. I don't want that mess. I don't want those feels. I don't want those feels at all. You overflowing, but that stuff... That ain't that ain't anointing. That ain't grace. That ain't mercy. That ain't love. Mm-hmm. You leaking, but you ain't leaking with the fruits of the spirit. Mm. It's your own pleasures to your own enjoyment, to your own satisfaction and never to anybody else's. Mm-hmm. Some of you can't even connect with church no more because you don't even know how to fellowship. You keep talking about how fellowshipping is so hard. Like Church people are the worst people to deal with. That's because you are the worst person to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not your brother's keeper. That's right. We don't even look at each other the right way. Yeah. Titus 1 and 9, he said, don't rebuke the old man sharply, but entreat him like your father. Say, and young men like your brother, and older women like your mother, and younger women like your sister. We have to start to change the way we see people. Mm -hmm. I know you came into church looking for a mate, but if you don't see that mate as your brother or your sister, you already 
lost because you, if you don't have a, con- a concern for their heart, for their heart not for their feelings. why should they assume you have a concern for anything attached to their heart mm. mm-hmm. you are more concerned with getting in them than God being in them yep. yeah. that's your that's your goal you even in your thoughts you like I you're concocting and thinking of ways to get yourself in them. Yeah. Physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to be, I want her to think only about me. Yep. I want her to feel me. Mm-hmm. I want her to want me. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. But it's never you considering how you can stir this person up. Mm. That's the next scripture. Let's go Hebrews it. 10, 24 and 25. I tried to read it off your shirt, but the, <laughs> the scripture stopped. And then it was, uh, and, and let us consider how to stir yeah. up one another to love and good works. Right. See, you, you're coming in the church and you're conniving and you're scheming and you're planning and using your, your innovation, your ingenuity and your creativity to find a way to stir each other up to love you. Mm-hmm. And then even the word consider, he's saying you meditate on these things. You're like, meditating what on you're it. Thinking you're of. taking time thinking about it. How can I get people to like me? Yeah. Never or in your mind. Me or, or accept me. Or embrace me. Or en- engage with me. Yeah. Or how can I stir people up to do what I want them to do? Mm-hmm. Even the church, the, the, the system of the church is, we're not considering how to stir people up to love and good works. We try to consider how to stir them up into Pulling out their checkbook yes. and giving more money. Yep. There's full meetings put into how to stir people up to come to service. Yes, not to good works. <laughs> so many meetings, how to stir people up to give more money. Yep. So many meetings, how to stir people up to do the things you want them to do. Mm-hmm. But never how to love God themselves and others and never to good works that serve God's will and not their own. Right. So many nuggets in this. <laughs> yes. Man. So it's, many, it's, so many nuggets. Because even like to go for them to go out and strengthen their brethren. Like that may require them going out of your church. They, your church may not be the one. For but you them. don't and want to, to raise people up. No. You don't want the lane to walk because you know they might walk right out your lane church. Drops, Mike. I'm out of here. I'm feeling it today, boy. Float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. <laughs> this is the, the 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 thing that we should be doing is considering about your family. Sorry. Don't consider their pain. Mm-mm. Don't consider their, their struggles. Drama. Don't yeah. consider their drama. Don't consider the mess that they're doing. Don't consider the drugs they're taking, the liquor they're drinking. Don't consider the people they're sleeping with, the people they're allowing to destroy them. Don't consider the things they're spending their money on, the things they're wasting their life on. Consider how you can stir them up. Mm-hmm. Think about how you can encourage them. See, a good coach is thinking about that. He's not even thinking about the last game they lost. Mm. He's sitting home and he's drawing up plays, trying to consider ways that he can get his players past the loss and moving into a win. That's right. Past the loss and into a win. That's what we're doing. If we're not trying to help people into the win, if we're trying to make them focus on their losses, Mm -hmm. focus on why why did you lose? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's yesterday's loss. Mm -hmm. He said, while it's today, encourage one another. There's a win around the corner if you help them. Mm -hmm. They don't have to experience the things you experience to get a win. It's easier to deal with life in your life and in the lives of others when you're constantly with the agenda of how I can encourage them to greater. I got a scripture to go with that. Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgressions, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Look at that. 
How, you can't bear somebody's burden if you're actually on the other side talking about the burden. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. In order to bear a burden, I got to stand with you. <laughs> I can't stand opposite of you. No. Pointing and commenting Mm-mm. and laughing at times. Mm-mm. People, the, the fact that church people take so much joy in other people's pain sometimes, yeah. it really disturbs me. It's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? The fact that old adult women will look at a young girl and say, oh, look at that fast, but she got to learn the hard way. See her with a baby now. You already didn't help her up to this point now she got a baby and you like and we supposed to give money to that she's i ain't coming no baby shower we don't do baby showers for uh, children out of wedlock Th- these are things that are yes. being said and then it, it's even worse because they're usually the ones who were pregnant at their age and absolutely. made the exact same mistake absolutely that makes it worse it makes it so much worse because you don't even understand, and I'm going to jump right to it since you brought it up. You don't even understand as 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14 through 16 said, he said, I admonish you at my beloved children. He said, I, I admonish you. Mm-hmm. See, some of y'all are speaking on people and you don't even have the clout to. Mm-hmm. You don't have the credentials to. You don't have the right to. He says, I admonish you. I can. Paul says, I admonish you. For though you have countless gods in Christ, you do not have many fathers. Mm-hmm. He said, but I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like some of y'all, you want to guide people. You want to tell them what to do, but you haven't earned the right because you haven't assumed a role of fatherhood or motherhood in mm. their life and that takes time like you just want to give people advice off the willy-nilly but you don't spend no time with them you're not laboring with them you're not bearing their burdens yeah he said you got many people gonna point you the way but our father's gonna take you by the hand, the hand. Right. a father's gonna invest time mm-hmm. a father's gonna move in patience and love and meekness you guys can't tell me that you're moving with people as if they're your brothers, your sisters, your father or your mother. You're not you don't you're not moving with people like they're your daughter or your sons. You're missing out on an opportunity to really have a purpose in people's lives. You want to admonish them without assuming the role that gives you the clout to admonish. Yeah. There's certain people in my life I can speak frankly with and tell them the truth and admonish them and urge them and encourage them because I have assumed the role. Don't come to me off the nothing, off the welly nelly, as you just (laughs) said. Don't come to me off the nothing and try to tell me anything about my life. If you're not ready to assume the role and we this is what accountability is yes. we talking about accountability you think accountability is somebody checking on you like are you in the house <laughs> did you lock the door all right cut your phone off put it on airplane mode don't be texting after 12 it's that, it's that heart that's not it that's not it i'm looking at that heart he took the role and he said here's the thing you got countless guides but you don't have a father he said but i urge you than to be imitators of me. Hmm. See, there's one thing that there's going to be tons of people who want to guide you, but not tons of people who want to lead you. You can say that again. There's tons of people who want to guide you, but not a lot of people who want to lead you. Mm-hmm. See, some people will point you up the mountain, but won't walk up it with you. <laughs> I already been up there. No, no, we don't need we don't need you to tell me where to go because you've been there. I need you to go up again with me. Mm. With sure. me. See, people can't even imitate you. You you want to help that young girl be something she can imitate. Mm-hmm. Like you just said. You said you, you you was a teenage mother before her, but yet you're not even helping her, you just judging her. Guess what? The questions you want to ask this girl, you need to be the answer to. Yes. You don't need to tell her the answer. You need to be the answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to tell her that she is better for her to keep her legs closed? Show her. <laughs> yes. Show her. Mm-hmm. You want to tell her it's better to serve Christ than to be caught up in chasing men and, and looking for love in all the wrong places? Show her. Because yes. you saying all that and you got wrong place sitting right beside you. Or not sitting beside you. 
You you judging her for the baby she got in her belly and you got two sitting beside you on the pew with no man there. I'm not knocking people. I'm just telling you the realities are if you really cared, you would understand that you need to take care of your heart so that you might be something to imitate mm -hmm. instead of an imitation of Christ. Mm -hmm. We need to be. We need to be so that others can be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I'm jumping all around. You making me excited with your, with the stuff that you say. <laughs> you making me excited. But going back to Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, he said, not neglecting to meet together mm -hmm. as is a habit of some, but encouraging one another. Sorry. You know, it's a habit of some to neglect this. Yeah. But here's the thing. Most of us haven't neglected it because you would have to be leaving something that's important to neglect it. What do you mean? What I mean is there ain't no fellowship like this happening. Mm -hmm. So you not coming is not a neglect. Right. Some of us don't need to show up. <laughs> Some of you, your hearts is already messed up. And so being around these type of people, it don't even help you. No. But the church, if the church can get to what it's supposed to be, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you're neglecting yourself if you don't show up. Mm -hmm. if, if if you're missing out on this encouragement, mm -hmm. if you're missing out on this love, this fellowship, this true kind, oh, yeah, then, you know, you're neglecting yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I can, if, I, if you miss a day of eating some Doritos, there's no love loss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You'd be like, oh, man, I ain't eat no Doritos today. I'd be like, you'll be all right. But if you say, oh, man, I ain't eat, I ain't eat no, no apples or fruit or vegetables. I ain't drink no water today. I'm like, you neglecting yourself. I'm sorry. You neglecting yourself. I want my church. Matter of fact, scratch that. I want the church and the church of my life to be something that if people don't connect with, they're neglecting themselves. Mm -hmm. I want to be the nutrient in somebody's life, not the thing that creates a deficiency. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, you get what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, I get it. I, I just needed a little reference in the beginning. Yeah, part, no, but I'm, I'm with okay. it. I'm with it. Because because we all have been there. We've been we grew up in church, right? Yeah. You know, you know what it's like to to be in these places, in these four walls, with all of these people, connecting with them, but never feeling like this is any different than any engagement I've dealt with, whether it be a school, home, yeah. work, or the streets. Mm -hmm. And I can do without any of those interactions. Yes. You know what I mean? I can remember times leaving work and be like, if I never see him again. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but it shouldn't be it like, shouldn't that, be like that for the people, the believers. Yeah. I should be like, man, I can't wait till the next time I get to talk to you. You, right. you build me up. You, yeah. you build my faith. It's another opportunity to encourage and stir one another up. Absolutely. I think that's that's what's so missing is that we don't enjoy e each other's company because we are too caught up in each other. Yeah. We can't get over sister so-and-so who I can't stand to say hi to. Yeah. Or, yeah. We, we, we so much us that there's no God in all. It, it looks like <clears throat> it's like this. People quote the scripture all the time. Is it where two or three are gathered? There is God in the midst. Mm hmm. And if that's the case, then that's a beautiful thing. But the only way that's the case is if there is less of us in that mist and more of God. That's right. In order for two to three to be gathered and God be there, it's two or three people gathered that have submitted to God. That's right. When we sitting and talking, it's just two of us here. Mm -hmm. God is here when we put down our desires and, and we connect to, to ours. Mm -hmm. to, you know what I'm saying? It it, it, to go back, I'm jumping around, but to go back to uh, the scripture that we were at. You were in Hebrews. What was it? No. Um, what was the scripture you said? Oh, um, yeah, to, to not neglect the assembling. There's a part of us that is looking to connect. But we know that what we're connecting to is poison. Mm. 
And so in order for it to be something where this is something we shouldn't forsake, it needs to be something that's God-centered. That's the only thing that deserves that respect and honor is that if it's something that's God-centered now, you'd be like, you know what? I can't forsake going to church this morning. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't miss. You won't have people wanting to stay home or, or saying, I don't I don't see the need for church in my life. If it were it was doing, like we said, what, what it's about, what yeah. it's supposed to be about. Because this is our job. Yeah. This is our job. And we so, should take it seriously because it's, it's, it is serious. So uh, before we, we close out, we got a little bit more time, but I wanted to talk about some of the ways these interactions should look. Yeah. And so in Acts 15, 30 through 33, uh, it says, that, so when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. Wow. So one of the things is that as believers, sometimes we don't even see the small things that we do as being encouragement. Yes. So when I read this, I was like, yeah, they were encouraged by just the letter. Mm -hmm. Somebody decided to sit and write. Mm -hmm. In this uh, particular instance, it was a council that sat and wrote a letter to deal with the judgment of some things that was going on in the church. They came together and came up with a, a plan and they wrote this letter to them and it encouraged the people. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? We don't even understand how a text message, yeah. a phone call, an email, mm -hmm. a caption of a post on social media, yeah. how these things can be impactful to people just to encourage them. Mm -hmm. So here's another thing. Christians tend to do stuff looking for everything to be that big bang. Yes. Everything you do, you want it to be like, whoa. You know, I talked to her one time. All of a sudden, she says she, she says she's giving her life back to Christ. Mm -mm -mm. You know, another soul is one. I, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a battle. That's right. My soul is being waged every day. Mm -hmm. I don't know who thought they won my soul, but I, even from the point where I said I give my life to Christ, every day I die daily. That's right. You know what I'm saying? We looking for this this hit a one hit a quitter. <laughs> We're looking for this one, this, we do this one thing and then we don't have to even talk to that but, person. But again. that creates the disconnect. That's why people can't see how they can be a light and stuff on a daily basis is because you feel like you got to be this big showcase and God got to crack the sky open to tell you what to do. You talking to people and you, you don't even want to stop talking until they actually agree. Yeah. Like this craziness mm -hmm. is instead of just talking and encouraging them and you let it be. That's right. You let it be. You let the word work. And these <laughs> encouragements are additive. They build up mm -hmm. one encouragement on another encouragement before long. We need all of it. <laughs> you need all of it. And before long, people begin to to start having the strength, the, the ability to use the word to be that hammer, like it said in the scriptures, mm -hmm. to break up the hard things that have been able to set and dry in their life. Yeah, that's that heart and heart we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Submit don't it, it take a little while to dry, but once it does, once it does, it's, it's, it's hard. Done. Yeah. And so your encouragements are slowly making cracks in it. That's right. And it, it's not an overnight thing. Mm -mm. But every little bit help. I remember when you were in college. Mm -hmm. You know, we were in college together. But I remember you were starting off, and you know, I knew this was a, a different realm for you. And I, I I've been there. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not something where I sat back and was like, you know. She'll figure it out like I did. No, I, I started sending you emails. I called them food for thought. You remember? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I started sending them. And, and I, send, I sent one. I remember I sent one on a Monday. And then Tuesday, I had another one that hit my heart. And I was like, I don't want to overwhelm her. I don't want to push too heavy on her. Mm -hmm. But I should have just sent it. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes mm -hmm. we get so caught up, we don't even realize, realize how much of a benefit. Yeah. It we, can be. We, I know me personally, sometimes I feel like I'm being annoying. Like, you feel like you're just constantly saying the same thing. But that's what this is about. That's all the Holy Spirit does. He reminds us of the things that we already. Yeah, you're not being a hindrance. And even if you are being annoying, it's for it's a good annoying. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like the way I look at it is it's like waking up at 11 o'clock in the morning and be like, what's that noise outside? And you hear this jackhammer going. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you open the window like, can y'all shut up? I'm trying to sleep. And these guys are like, no, this day and it's work time. Right. 
It's annoying that they're working during the day, but who told you it was time to sleep? That's right. We see people to sleep. We see people to resting and wallowing in their depression, their sadness. We see people that can't forgive themselves. Or how the Bible say faint. They just they're, they're fainting faint. and they're yeah, tired. They're, they're laying down, mm-hmm. and you you're you feeling weird about waking them up? Yeah, you know they're not gonna be happy that you waking them up. Mm-mm. They're comfortable in their mess and their right. pain and their anguish and their sadness and their their dismay. Mm-hmm. They're comfortable in it, but you gotta wake them up and say it's day. Yes, it's time for you to get up. Mm-hmm. It's not night no more. Right. It's time for you to get up. That's encouragement. Mm-hmm. That's encouragement. Enough of us sitting and looking at a person sleep and making a fool out of them, right. or not, letting them be comfortable in it. We we create these environments where they let it. We let it thrive. We you could call me. We chat about your drama, and we, we, that's all we're doing. We 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 think that we're not culpable because we're not the one that put it on them. Mm-hmm. But we don't even realize we're incubators right. for this mess. Yep. You're not the one that made them deal with lust, but you're the one that allows that lust to thrive in their life. Yep. You know, We're not the ones that taught people how to lie and cheat, but we the ones that allow it to incubate in their life. Mm-hmm. We, we keep it there. We, we let it grow. We let it metastasize. We mm-hmm. let it get worse. Mm-hmm. This is what the church does with people that sleep. Yep. It's the same thing y'all do with people that sleep on Instagram and, mm-hmm. and social media. Somebody sleeping, you spilling water on their head, taking pictures like you look at this man, he all docked out. <laughs> this this is what the church yes, did. We make a fool. We of make you. a fool of people because we we revel in people's ignorance. Yep. We take pleasure in people's ignorance. Mm-hmm. Even when the, the church is talking about, quote unquote, the world, they don't even understand. We may have to talk about this one day. They don't understand. That when they talk about the world in the Bible, they're talking about a culture, mm-hmm. not a people, mm-hmm. but a culture. Yeah. God is counterculture. Mm-hmm. He's trying to change a culture. He's not trying to change a people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hate a people. He hates a culture. Mm-hmm. And the only way you change a people is by changing the culture. The culture. Yep. And so God is against culture. But what, what we do, we are constantly spewing hate on people. Mm-hmm. Who are caught up in the culture. a culture. Mm-hmm. It, it's unfortunate. Yeah. The church people don't know, don't recognize how to deal with this. Yeah. It's unfortunate there's people who are dealing with struggles in their marriage. And there aren't married people who are trying to encourage them in the faith. I'm not talking about married people trying to counsel them on how to have good sex. I'm not talking about married people trying to counsel them on how to not argue about finances. I'm not talking about married people trying to counsel them on how to communicate in the bedroom or in the, in the living room and everywhere in between. I'm not talking about people trying to teach you how to let your wife go in the bathroom first and all this is silliness. I'm talking about men and women of God who are married being imitators of Christ so that men may imitate you. Yes. Not an imitation of Christ, an imitator of Christ. I always think it's crazy when older generations of, you know, the generation before us, when they talk about our generation, like how millennials are so, you know, far from the faith and all. It's like, we're just imitating what you do. Just imitating like, what that's you all do. We, that's all people are doing. They it's not this that. outrageous thing. Like I'm so tired of... <laughs> Old people talking about millennials because somebody taught them a new word. <laughs> it's the most overused word of this most overused word. Seventeen. It, it, these. Th- th- here's the thing. This generation is no different than yours. There's because there's nothing new under the sun. That's right. I don't understand why you you hit, pick up these hot terms. These or hot these takes. Weird statistics like statistics. We don't even know where they came from. <laughs> you know, I blame it all on CBN. Everything I blame on CBN. You know what I'm saying? Chill, like yeah. these these statistics that they come up with, these polls that they take, these surveys they take, they have nothing to do with a real reality. Mm-hmm. I just was telling somebody, we live in a real world that's huge. There's seven billion people in the world. Beyonce only sold three million. Mm-hmm. Do the math. There's a lot in this world that goes beyond your pop culture references. There's a lot in this world that goes beyond your TV shows. Your frame of reference is so small. You got to understand, in order to have a bigger reference, you need a bigger God. That's right. Get rid of these gods y'all have and connect to the real God so that you can see that there's a big world that needs your help. 
need your help. Mm-hmm. You coming in church. Think about that. There's people in your church that possibly never even heard of Beyonce. And you didn't say her name more in your message, in your sermon, than you said Jesus. Because mm. you missing it. Yeah. You missing it. Our, our opportunity to, uh, back to scripture, um, he said that, and Judas and Silas, who were themselves prop- prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. Mm. So it's not just sometimes it's what you write. Sometimes it's what, what you, you say. say. Yes, I'll but you got you got you know what I'm saying. You got to know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Even with your your blog, I always try to explain to you like what you're saying is powerful. Mm-hmm. It's going to benefit somebody. I know it seems small. I know, I know it just seemed like five paragraphs, about 450, 500, 600 words. Mm-hmm. But those 500, 600 words can mean eternity to somebody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a lot of pressure, but good. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something as simple as something written on a shirt can encourage somebody. Mm-hmm. If we only understood that. We would we we would understand. We need to, we might need to put stuff all over. <laughs> Matter of fact, since it's men looking at your butt, you might want to put a scripture on it. <laughs> no, but really. Instead of it saying pink or PK, as some of y'all pants say. <laughs> the I N section. Yes, I N is missing. Yeah. <laughs> so some people just <laughs> never mind, mind. But you put a scripture there. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You never know the opportunities you can have to impact somebody. You yes. like, it's just a caption. Uh, you know, less, guess what? We could use less of seeing what you made for dinner. <laughs> That's true. It don't look that good. It don't. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Instead of showing me what you eating, give me something to eat. Mm. That's it right there. I don't want to see your chicken and yellow rice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see some meat of the word. That's right. Impact. Share. It's, it, I, we know what it feels like. I've scrolled through my timeline before and you read something. You're like, wow, that just really encouraged me. It's just a pic. It's just a, a caption. It's just words. But it impacted me. And if I can do that to somebody else, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's refreshing. Sometimes I just wake up and text a scripture. Yeah. You know, sometimes I hit my family's group chat. If you don't have a group chat with your family, you missing out, man. That's an opportunity for you to share with your family. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You got mad group chats sharing all types of foolishness. foolishness. We've already seen the meme you shared. <laughs> we all seen the joke. It's we old. all know the news. Yes, it's we old. all know Beyonce had twins. Tell me something I don't know. Yes. Remind me of something I may know, but I need to remember. Rem- yeah, remind <laughs> me of something I may have known. Had I kept it in my mind instead of worrying about Beyonce's twins. Yeah. Bring something back to my remembrance. Did I let the culture suck out? Mm. Yeah. I do Bible studies with my family. Why did I start Bible study with my family? Because I started to consider how I can stir them up. Mm. You got creative. Got creative. (laughs) You was like, we're going to do dinner and everything. Let's innovate. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This should have been the way we always did it. We all in our 30s and 40s now. Yeah. Or oh, 40? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of them. One. Yeah. yeah. We all in our 20s, late 20s, 30s, and 40s. We are grown folks. We should have been doing this. But you know what? I wasn't always considering my brother and how I could stir him up. I wasn't always considering my sister and how I could stir him up. Mm-hmm. Antoinette wasn't always considering her brother and how she could stir him up or considering her father and how she could stir him up or considering her cousin and how she could stir him up. But now we are. That's right. Now we are. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to stop. I don't need to hear what you're going through. That's another thing. We can encourage people without knowing what they're going through. Yes. If you told me. <laughs> What you was going through, I would have been there for you. How about you always encourage me as long as it's today Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to worry about what I'm going through. That's what being watchful is. It's like you seeing beyond what's there. Watch my heart, man. Don't watch my body. Bad times are coming regardless. (laughs) I don't care how good things are. Man, being being human is a struggle. Encourage me. Mm -hmm. There's people who never say one encouraging word to me because they assume I don't need it. 
I you need heard it. it all before. Oh, he heard it all before. I ain't going to send him this scripture. He just preached on it. Send it to me. Remind me. You never know what I'm going through. Yeah. Or even to know that it's something somebody else is meditating on, it, it makes it better. Because it's yeah. just like, we're in this. Like, Help this me is, change what I think. I got another scripture. Second Timothy 4, 1 to 2. Be ready in and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. So he's breaking down like the, this process of encouraging Absolutely. people. It's like we're urging you. We're 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 staying strong in our faith so we can be ready to to give something to somebody else. That is the goal. If we if we try to do anything else, Antoinette, then we are really operating in a secular agenda. Mm-hmm. And as church people. That shouldn't be the way that we operate. Yeah, that should not be the way that we move. Look, he. This is this is David talking to Solomon, mm-hmm. a, a father to a son. And I want you to understand, even with your children, there's a there's, you can encourage them. I know you like you know I'm older. My my child ain't listening to me. Look, David said to his son Solomon. He said, "Be strong and courageous and do it." Mm-hmm. You know, we we try. You I'm coming ready to up make with, a T-shirt. You got that's, to. That's you got to. Because every time I read that, I've been reading it three times mm-hmm. already. You know what I'm saying? I didn't read it four or five times already. And every time I read it, it and it, it burns me up. It gives it. It just ah, uh, it does something to me. Be strong. Be courageous. And do it. And mm-hmm. some of y'all, you got things that you need to deal with. You got things that God already told you to do. And you could really use somebody telling you, be strong and courageous and do it. You were sitting in a conversation and all these people were t- asking you what you're going to do. And what it, nobody ever told you just to trust in the Lord. Be strong, courageous and do it. You're not telling people things like David is telling his son here. He said after that, he said, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Mm. For the Lord, God, even my God, is with you. Mm. First of all, y'all better understand. Ain't nobody a better poet than David. <laughs> so when he says this stuff, it just, oh, it's so beautiful. He's He rhyming. He like, do not be afraid and do, do not, not be, be dismayed. dismayed. For the Lord, God, even my God, is with you. Mm-hmm. It's the power that is in these words. And what if somebody just said those two sentences to you instead of the four or five billion things people run out their mouth and say? What if they were saying those things to you? That's where the power comes in of these connections. He said he will not leave you or forsake you. Mm -hmm. What if you just told that to somebody and right now they needed to hear it right now? They need to hear he will not leave you or forsake you. Until all the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. What if you somebody just needed to hear you say like Ephesians 6. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor. I'm not just telling you be strong and send you on your way. But I'm saying how to be strong. I said be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. This is how. Put on the whole armor of God. That you can stand against the schemes or the wiles of the devil. Mm-hmm. This is our goal. This is our call as believers that we take an opportunity to walk in a power that puts us in a place that we have yet to even understand. By fellowshipping and taking care of each other. I'm going to take care of me. And then I'm going to take care of you. Amen. I'm going to keep my heart. Then I'm going to be my brother's keeper. Mm. I'm going to love me. Love God, and then I'm going to love somebody else. I'm here for my sister. You better be here for me. I'm here for you, yeah. All right. Don't say it. Don't talk it. Don't be an imitation. Be an imitator of Christ. And this this is the goal. So, you know, that's episode 20. It feels like 23. It feels like 23, but you know what? The third time. The third time is was the charm. definitely the charm, guys. I f- I'm, I'm feeling. I'm blessed. It. I'm fired up now. You fired up in my own little way. In own, <laughs> I never seen somebody so fired up, so underwhelmed. <laughs> Chill out. I'm fired up. I tell y'all. Mm. Be blessed, y'all. Episode twenty. Take care of each other, please. 
Take Encourage care of each other. Encourage one another. We out.